Welcome to Creators Our Brands, part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. I'm your host, Tom Boyd. I'm a creative strategist and a creator who gets way too enthusiastic about people who teach and tell stories online. In this episode, we talk to Dr. Shante Cofield. She's a full-time creator, online teacher, and all-around cool person who keeps it real and creates with integrity and maintains her values throughout all of her content. From her email list, to podcasts, to courses, to coaching, to being featured in in men's journal women's health and runner's world she's built a brilliant creative platform at the movement maestro where you can check out all of her work and if you listen to the episode with jay klaus you know what i'm talking about when i say creative platform which is really just her digital ecosystem as a creator in this episode we discuss how to create content and stay within your integrity and values we go through her framework for building a value ladder and where you can start and a value ladder is essentially your business model for your creator brand we talk about how much you should be pricing your offers, why more followers doesn't exactly equal more money, building a community versus just getting more followers to get more followers, her favorite tool for creators who are building email lists, quick tips for writing copy for your landing page of your lead magnet, why an online course should not be your first offer, why she loves workshops and how she builds her business around them and how to think about content for your workshop and much, much more. Okay, I'll stop blabbing. Let's get into the show. Dr. Shante Cofield in the house. <laughs> My guy, this is awesome. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm stoked to have this conversation for real. Yeah, I feel like it's been a long time coming. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for this convo. Uh, I, I forget how I initially came across your content. I think, I think I said it in the DM to you. It was, were you on the Get Paid podcast? I was uh, actually on the Get Paid yeah. podcast. Yeah, I was, I was on Claire's. Claire's a good friend of mine, actually. Yeah, Cla- that's Claire Claire Pelletro's show, uh, and that's a that's a that's a wonderful show. I love uh, I love how real she keeps it Dude. in her episodes. She's just <laughs> I, asking I, the questions, and she's like, "But how much money do you make? Do you make yeah, any money? Yeah. Are you poor?" But, but but for real, like how much? No, to the <laughs> cent. How much do you know. make? Can I see um, a document for that? I'm like, all right, I love. Yeah, it. yeah. no, I love it. Um. And I love how real you kept it in in that conversation. And then obviously we connected on social media since. And I love the uh, the whole way you approach social media when there's a lot of people kind of seeming like, especially in our space, seeming like they're selling these like get rich, like oh, get grow, like be the um, biggest, the most everywhere. And it's refreshing when I come across people like you who are – Saying, hey, no, there, there's a way to do this without like being a, an absolute, not not not, uh, not without being a, a snake oil salesman. Hundred <laughs> percent. You can stay within your integrity. You can stay within your values, and uh, have a lot of fun and meet uh, cool that, people. That, and then you could live by the beach. And you can live by the beach like you, and <laughs> and not just front like me with a surfboard <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was thinking it'd be fun, like uh, I in the. I feel like having this conversation with this listener in mind because I feel like this is a common avatar or avatar individual that I've I've been having conversations with in the DMs or in like real life about like where they're at in their social media career. It's it's a a person that has actually found success. They've they've figured out like they they built an account. They they get it for the most part, but they don't really know like – but they're looking at what they built and they're like, I don't like this brand. I don't – I'm actually not interested in this anymore. I want to start fresh with something else. So they have the basic skills of like building online, 
but they really don't know. Like they want to start fresh with like, okay, I actually want to build a, an eventual business out of this. Totally. And they're starting fresh. Um, and I think a good place to start. And I and I I, I downloaded your freebie, the value ladder, the the value ladder, which is fantastic. Thank you. And, and it kind of breaks down the tiers of like you know building your digital footprint online and like how to get people uh, into your into your creator world um, and provide them value. So with that person in mind and with the value ladder, can we kind of go through it? For and, sure. And like where this person could start, and because one is like uh, the one question is like, do you think about this entire value ladder at the beginning, or do you just kind of focus on one area and build from there? Totally, I love this. So, uh, a few things. Let me answer that direct question. No, you don't want to think about all of this to start off with. And like Tom said, a value ladder is a freebie that I created while I was running, or because I was running a webinar, which is one of the rungs on the value ladder. And yep. this was a slide that I had in the deck that I was presenting. And everyone on the webinar was like, go back, go back to that slide. Like oh. that slide's really helpful. And I was like, what? Took me two seconds to make that one. And it was a, actually a webinar about, it was called how to, I don't know, can we curse on this show? Is this like no cursing show? Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> it's called how to, the, the actual webinar was called how to price your shit. Because people ask me that question all the time. Yep. So I made a webinar about that. And one of the slides was this. It was a picture of the value ladder. And which is just a different way to stratify your offerings and understand the different things that you have for your audience, the different ways that you're providing value. And I didn't realize that it hadn't been laid out for people before and yep. everyone loved that slide. So from there, I went and turned that into a freebie because I was like, let me just go deeper with this, explain it to people. And clearly it's helpful. Uh, so when someone is looking at it, one of the first things I say is you don't need to fill out the whole entire thing to start off with. This is something that you will grow into and it's helpful to say, okay, where am I at right now? What do I have? What can I fill in? What is already filled in? And then does it make sense to fill in other things? Does it make sense to take some things off of there? Does it make sense that I need to like kind of bump things up? Where am I at? Now, my background is a physical therapist. So I came from the in-person space. I came from exclusively one-on-one -on -one offerings. Yep. And so that's where I started to see an issue because everyone else that was, not everyone, but a lot of people in my audience, physical therapists, that's all we knew was I just do one-on-one -on -one services, mm -hmm. which is really diff difficult to scale. It's difficult if people don't want that service, right? Not everyone wants to work one-on-one -on -one with you. Some people yep. like group stuff. Some people can't afford it. So this is just a way to stratify those different offers. So to answer your question specifically, no, we don't look at the whole thing when you first start. If we're looking at somebody that's like, I built this thing and I don't like it. I want to do something else. One, awesome. Number two, don't repeat that mistake. And we see that happening where people are just going for likes. We know followers doesn't equal or more followers doesn't equal more money. Mm -hmm. right? And oftentimes I see when people don't know how to convert people from followers into customers, they just think, okay, well, I'm just going to like get more followers then. And I'm like, but I, and I, you know, I'm channeling Claire. But are you making money? Like, <laughs> you're not paying to pay your bills there. Yeah. So, with, uh, you know, it's ahead, funny John. the the how I came across Claire. I think I met her through uh, Mariah Kaz's content. Oh yeah. And Mariah Kaz is a great example of someone that like is not everywhere and it no. doesn't and but doesn't she's need to be. bringing it in, like she's making like i always Crushing. point to her i remember she had like three thousand instagram followers but she was making millions of dollars with, exactly. with her with her products and that and i was like that's a great example of like she's not playing like the 
and it's kind of becoming this like the social media rat race game that where is. it's like i'm going to get more and more just because i i it looks good a vanity you're, metric you're becoming like an employee of these platforms you're not building oh, an actual business that's such a good sound by tom i better see that on instagram so <laughs> i love I'm gonna, your clips i'm gonna man. Use, i'm gonna yeah the whole thing the whole thing oh it's so good it's yeah. so so true we see people just going more 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 but they're more 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 one, endless abundance is fake. It's not a real thing. And two, it says more and more followers. And while there is value to having more followers, to having, and I don't want to say followers, to having a larger community, right? This is different. Yep. There is absolutely value to that. And it does make launching easier. And it does bring with it some sense of authority if there's you know congruent engagement and brands can look at it and be like, yeah, I see that you do actually have authority in this space and I want to do deals with you. So yeah, there is value within that. But like you said, it becomes a rat race when it's just like more followers for more followers. So yep. you know, with the value ladder, this is what Mar Mariah has done is she sells exclusively what I would consider level six or level five, which is high ticket. And if it's in her mastermind, higher touch, or if it's a DIY program, do-it-yourself program, that's going to be lower touch. And you don't need a lot of volume for that because you're offsetting that with the high cost of or the, you know, the price point there. Yep. So so let's let's walk through the from yep. from from uh, the the free to all the way up to to what you just talked about uh, where, where Mariah is at. Uh, talk about each each level here. Sure thing. So like I said, value ladder is going to have, in my opinion, the way I broke it down, six levels. Level one being obviously the lowest and level six would be your highest offer. Typically, it's your most expensive offer. The way that I stratify them is by how much access they get to you because that's the magic at the end of the day. Right? Yep. How much direct access do they get to you where the bottom rung is going to be the lowest amount of direct access and the highest rung, level six, will be the most access to you. And because of that, we typically see the price increase as well. More access to you, higher price point, less access, less direct access to you, lower price point. So level one is going to be your free tier. This is where we live. This is where us as creators, and I think it's an important distinction to make. Some people like to run a business and some people are creators and there's definitely an overlap. I am a creator. I love making things. I love creating things. I love, mm -hmm. you know, the editing side I do on, on for things. So level one is going to be your free content. That's going to be social media posts, podcast episodes, blogs, videos, vlogs, Facebook groups. If you want to yep. have a, a free Facebook group, I don't think you should have one, but if you want to have one, it yeah. would fall into Discords that. or yeah, like Discords, any sort of exactly. that free community stuff. It's a free community. It's a leveraged model. So they get access to you, but they get access to you in these little sound bites and these little snippets. You're solving general problems. You know, it's not specific problems, not, you know, not Tom's specific problem. It says, hey, I'm going to put this, this thing out there. Level two is going to be email required. So they get access to you, whether you're you know, writing an email, something like that, but it's in exchange for their email address. I love me some email marketing. And that's what we're going to see in this level. Typically, what we're giving in exchange for emails, we've all been there, we've all seen it before, is going to be that kind of quote unquote lead magnet or opt in. Usually it's a PDF or they can get a video. It could be for a webinar if you want. It could be the answer to quizzes. Yep. And, and this options. right here, the value ladder, it would, would you say this, if someone wants to see a quick example of that, is this your, this is a level your lead magnet? Yep, this is a level two offer. We're going to make it so meta. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. value ladder yeah, is yeah. a level two. So if you wanted to get the full value ladder, like the ebook that I made, then you'd go to themovementmaestro.com forward slash value ladder. That takes you to a landing page. You can opt in. You will get the ebook delivered right to your inbox. And it also subscribes you to the email list. And you know what I like about this? This is something that I've been seeing that um, 
that I've been experiencing because I, I I'm I'm experimenting with digital products and like webinars like and like maybe turn this podcast. Oh, I could sell I could sell a version of that with a video. You know, kind of just playing mm -hmm. around with stuff. So many options. Um, what I'm realizing if I'm looking at this one, you you kind of pulled your freebie from the next level. Like so, yep. the next level was your webinar, the the level three. Which yep. is the get uh, how to price your yo 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 shit <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly yeah. just like so that. you made the webinar and then your audience told you that we love this 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 that. segment here and then you were like cool I'm gonna use that and that because that was a question I had like how do you decide what is enticing love that question yeah wait to create my guy we always wait to create and we say what are people talking about so this is why i think we have such an advantage as creators because we're putting content out there content is bait we're looking to lure people in in a you know way with integrity yes lure people in and like what do they like what bait do they actually like they like this stuff okay and do you like making that stuff that's important as well cool then i'm gonna make more of that that's also why circling back to your original question i don't want someone trying to fill in the value ladder to start off with it gets filled in as you go because your audience is like, I like this. I yep. have this problem. I want you to solve this problem for me. And then you're like, all right, cool. But we always start at the bottom. We start that free content. You're like, this is my ideas. This is what I'm about. These are my values. I'm putting out content. I'm putting out social media posts. I'm putting out blogs. I'm putting out podcasts, whatever it may be. And then we see what lands. And that's what lands with the audience and also what lands with us. And from there, we can look to create the other the other products and the other rungs. Th that's such an important part. It, you know, if that slide didn't, you know, if that slide didn't connect with you, you didn't love talking about that. That isn't something that was like um, exciting for you. Like you don't make that your lead magnet because no. you don't want to attract the t more of those conversations. That's it. You don't want more of that. This is we're always looking at sustainability, right? Sustainability, longevity, re regeneration. Look at what nature does, right? And yeah. these things are not possible if you hate it. It's not sustainable. Yep. There's no longevity. You're like, I don't want to do this thing. Begrudgingly doing it. So there needs to be some, you know, I get it. You're not going to be the most passionate about every single thing you do, but there should be an underlying joy, enjoyment to it. Something about that thing. Otherwise it's not sustainable and you're going to, you're going to stop. You're going to end up building that following, like you said, and be like, I don't want this thing actually. Yeah. So yeah. Want that. Okay. So, so the, 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 the level three, yep. um, the it's webinar. One of my favorite levels. Um, you know what? I'm, before I jump to that, yeah. Uh, do you have a do you have a recommendation on? Because I know that there's a lot of different ways you can places you can build that that lead magnet. Mm -hmm. Do you have a I do a tool that is exciting that or like I a reason? Okay, ConvertKit. Yeah, that I, is it's for me. It's ConvertKit or nothing, and this is speaks to to branding and building a business. They have niche down, niche down. Whoever you want to say it, they're for creators. They kind of yeah. like dabbled in like the music side for a little bit, and I actually asked them. I was like, "What is this about? This seems like a little bit yeah." Weird. But they are for creators. The customer service is great. They're um, they run a what is it called? A conference that that was the first like creator conference I ever went to, and actually spoke at it. This past year, which is really really cool, hey. full circle. yeah, that was really really dope to come full circle with that. But ConvertKit or nothing, they they're great. Please don't use Mailchimp, folks. Please don't. Yeah, use them. yeah. I get it. It was free, but you get what you pay for. Buy nice, buy, well, or buy twice. So. And ConvertKit is great because they that you can make simple landing pages that, on there so quickly. That's the biggest thing. It integrates yeah. with everything. You can make simple landing pages, and they integrated e-commerce, and they care about it. It's actually pretty good. It's not as good as using like your own native, you know, website or Kajabi or something like that. But for getting started, and if you're doing eBooks and you're putting a little price on something, it's just you can't beat it. 
you yeah, really and, can't and get Nathan it. Barry, the 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 um, founder, he he's one of like the earliest like digital products I I purchased. It's wild. From. Like uh, his wild. book, his book Authority. Yeah, and and That's it's awesome. cool to see like he was like this is a need that I'm trying to solve for. Like I don't like using that. Mailchimp or whatever he was using, and he wanted to make a better one. Um, I've connected with their team directly too. They're, they they get it. Like they really care about the individual creator, and I I do think it's a it's a great product. Now I I actually don't. So I've, I I the, the, I use Podia right now. Okay, so you're using all in one. But but. I'm going to start using ConvertKit. Like I, I've used ConvertKit in the uh, previously, mm-hmm. and what I was—I uh, forget why I—I I, I experimented with it because I was—oh, oh, I, I created a course. Oh, and okay. Then when I was uh, starting to build my email list, they just like they have a version. It's not the best for email lists though. It's it's very limited with yeah. what you can do with. You're like, talking about Podia. E- yeah, 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 Podia, Podia. Um, totally. Talking about Podia, but but now with Zapier, Zap, oh, Zapier, using, you're you, using those. No, well, no, 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 huh. no. You can connect ConvertKit and Podia. So that yeah. was the thing. Like, I because I liked ConvertKit's landing pages and the simple, simple easy. use for the newsletter. Um, I was just using Podia more for the courses, and then yep. they happen at like, but they kind of, <laughs> like a better term, they kind of mail in the mail in <laughs> the email. <laughs> that's side it. Of There's it. like, ah, that's yeah, yeah. Kind of but ConvertKit is like, we're here for this. this that's part exactly. So yeah. I use like a bunch of different things. Like for my courses, I'm on Kajabi for email. They have a they have an email portion, but like you're saying. I like to use the things that are designed for the thing. So yeah, like, not just Riverside for recording podcasts. Like you could use Zoom, but like it's not made for recording podcasts. Yeah. So yeah. ConvertKit's made for emailing. Uh, it integrates with everything. Hopefully, they step that up and there's no more zaps needed, and you can direct interact. Excuse yeah, me. I, they might be. Directly. I got. I got to check it out. Uh, you might be, be able to. That'd but be cool. nicer. You, you use ConvertKit. Um, any any quick tip for like the 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 text on that page, the the copy. That you're gonna say for someone to download that that uh that freebie. It, I mean, I know that yeah, there's a lot of I would different ways you can take it. Probably two things. One, obviously, just branding in terms of brand identity. So, like, have the colors be yours, so it's easily identifiable. Like, this is Tom's brand. Cool. That's like the like aesthetic piece of it. And then there's not like a lot of text that you can put on these things, and you don't want to have a ton of text on these things. It's like a quick decision for people. So, lead with the transformation. What is the outcome? What are people like on the other side of this thing? Mm-hmm. If it's like you don't want to have like all this whole storytelling, just because. There's not that much room on the page for it. And people, they're coming to the page for a certain thing. So say, yes, this is the outcome that you have or you will get by using this thing. Done. Yep. Keep it cool. simple. Simple. Keep that simple. That's it. And then for the for the colors, I actually found a great website. It's called, I think it's called coolers.io. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Is it cool? I think something like that. Yeah. My VA likes that. Co- you got a VA? Of course You got to talk. That might be. What is it? It's it's like cool. What coolers color code? Oh yeah, it's cool. It, so I'm gonna try this. It's c o o l o r s dot co. Cool awards. Yeah, <laughs> right? awards. look at that. I'm like, that's not good branding, but it, I heard the site is actually very good. It is. It is. So you can kind of pick, it. like, say there's like a like for me, I I had that um. The color for my podcast, uh, it's just that random red that I that I use, and I could throw that in there, and it would like build colors around that. Awesome. that complemented it yeah. that I've kind of used for other branding. I love elements. it because it's like not what we do, but like no, what a time to be alive! Like you think yeah. that's like Mad Men, and you're like, you need a whole team in a week to try and come up with this. And oh, like, yeah, I just yeah. pushed a button. I hit oh. a little button, and like it kind <laughs> of it looks kind of looks cool. So it looks good. <laughs> it's a good start. 
Exactly. Cool. So now let's go up to your favorite level, level three. Yeah. The webinars, love me level the three. webinars, tutorials, and in-person workshops. Love me level three. This is when we start getting into usually, uh, I want to say usually, this is when we start getting into exchanging money. So level three is going to be paid low ticket, right? Level one was free. Level two is email required. So level one, they're paying you in time and attention. They're paying you, but it's time and attention, not mm-hmm. money. Level two, they're paying you with their email. And then subsequently, time so and attention. So there's still an exchange. It's just, there's always an exchange. Yeah. Always. And now we start getting into money, which would be level three, paid, low ticket. So this is going to be webinars, tutorials, in-person workshops. This is what we are going to consider a leveraged model, meaning one to many. So you're teaching, you're coaching, you're doing your thing, but it's to a group of people. And it's going to have that lower price point. We're going to have some kind of price point on it because we know when people pay, they pay attention. We've heard it before, Mm -hmm. but we don't want to have the barrier to entry be so high. So it's lower here. I love these because one, I love being on camera and I love just the dynamic that we have within a group. You build so much trust at this level because people come in, you have a specific outcome for this thing, right? A workshop, a webinar, whatever you want to call it, you have a specific goal and they're going to leave with a win. And typically they can feel it. Again, my background is physical therapy. So a lot of the workshops I was initially doing in person, they had to do with movement, mobility, pain, things like that. People get such a win and you've given them your time. So much trust is built. So this is like, if because people will ask about price points, that's going to vary, and that's typically going to be price anchored by your highest offer, which is one-on-one. But if you want me to throw out like add just a general number, usually most people are, are seeing kind of in the 15 to like less than $50 range for this. Yep. It's just a very simple kind of webinar kind of workshop. And and your, your, yours was is actually 15 It was. And, and it, it, the copy on it says um, you'll learn in the, in the webinar – why I price this at fifteen dollars? Exactly, because I could have priced it at a thousand. Right? Pricing you, is subjective. Can you? Uh, do we? Uh, I, I suggest everyone buy the webinar, but it's actually not up there anymore. I pulled okay. it down because I'm going to okay. run it again, like an updated version. But but can you tell us why it Absolutely. was fifteen? Cool. So I wanted it to be enough friction that people that were interested and are committed would join, but not so much friction that people would be like, ah, oh, I got to think about it. So I wanted it to be a no brainer. No brainer. I'm going to sign up. That was it. But you could literally, and I talked about this in the in the webinar, I could have made it $1,500. Somebody probably would have bought it if I did enough marketing around it, enough, you know, enough of a storytelling around it. But I was like, the story that people are used to hearing is that this product, this type of product costs this amount of money. So I'm just going to go with that. So it's a no brainer. And then when they show up, I can blow their minds. I can over deliver. And now they're in the ecosystem. They're on my email list. Mm-hmm. And I got them for other things and I can move them through that value ladder. And for that, how do you think about designing the, that content for, sure. for that, that webinar? For sure. So definitely uh, my background as a physical therapist helped with this. This helps with teaching. And like you go to PT school and you like all you do is presentations. It's like mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when I'm building this, I go start with the end in mind. And that is what do I want them to walk away with? I think it's imperative that people – actually do something. I don't care if you call it a webinar or a workshop. Typically the difference webinar is online, workshop can be in person. Yeah. People call things master classes. It's all the same. Yeah. It's just Either however way. They're, they're languaging it. Exactly. <laughs> like how much do they want to charge? Okay, it's a lot, it's a master class. Yeah. But either way, I want people to walk away having being able to do something. Be able to implement something right in that moment. So I start with that and then I'm gonna build around around there. 
like we talked about earlier, I'm always thinking about the end user who's coming to this thing. And so one of the things that I will always do with a live event, whether it's webinar in person, whatever, is I actually start with questions. And I ask the same question that you asked, Tom, what would make our time today together a win? And I let them talk and let them go through it because I want to make sure, and I'm not going to answer those things right in that moment, but I'm going to make sure, okay, did I cover this? Is this in the slides? No, I'm going to make a mental note that they get that because this way, even if nothing else happens, they get their question answered, they get their win, they walk away happy, that person becomes a customer because you've given them what they wanted and you know what they want because you ask. And how long would you typically run one of those? Is it like a 45 minute? I like the 60 to 90 minutes. I think that just okay. from an attention span perspective and you being able to get enough content out and get a win for people, that's a really nice window. Um, and like be able to have answer questions. You could absolutely do it in 30 minutes. You could do it in an hour. I would say the most important thing is to respect the time that you have said. So if you're like, this is 90 minutes long, don't make it two hours. Because yep. people have other things to do. They have allotted this amount of time. So you can go shorter, but do not go longer. Uh, and that kind of, for me, the 60 to 90 minutes, some of them I do are two hours. I'm selling to a lot of people that already know me. They know I'm verbose. I'm okay with that. So they're yeah. okay with that longer time, time frame. But if you're just starting out, I'm looking at like 60 to 90 minutes. Okay. And for that one, is that – okay. Would you typically record like you're talking about like that would be like a live mm -hmm. version? You would record that I and then would question. you sell the next one for fifteen? Like, like I love this question. Would, okay, so pricing things. This is the beautiful thing with running your own business. You can do whatever you want. So oh, yeah. if we look at the value ladder, level three is paid low ticket, and then level four is paid no touch, meaning it's not live. This is a DIY offer. It's a it's usually an online course. Now, the best way to build an online course, in my opinion, is to take something that you run live and then you make it DIY. So you have two options here, or a few, but we're going to list two. For If you want to keep it as a level three, right? It's a paid low ticket. I'm going to keep it as a webinar. I use Crowdcast. You can do it on anything, but I, the software that I use is Crowdcast. And I just sell that thing again and again. If you want... You could raise the price of that. And this is just kind of pricing psychology. You can like, you could have it as $15 to really incentivize people to sign up. And then if you run it and everyone's like, this thing was the bomb, then you could change the price for the replay if you want. It's your True. choice. You get to do whatever you want. Obviously stay within your integrity, but you can change that, change the price. And I've done that before. Absolutely. I've raised it. And I'm like, okay, now this thing was $27 and now it's 40 I'm still going to keep it within that level three kind of range, though. I'm not going to be like, and now it's a million dollars. Yeah. But what you can also do is take that and you can either take that recording or I think a little bit better thing to do is to re-record it and separate it into chapters. And now suddenly it's an online course. Maybe you expand on things a little bit, but you see how these products, this one thing could go into a level four or you keep it the same, sell the exact recording, keep it the same price point. You have options there. Yeah, and you can use the feedback, the questions, the conversations exactly. that that starts to add more content. That's it to, to make the, that level that four. Level four, and that's usually more expensive. What is the what is the price range for that one? It's I'm like looking kind of at anywhere uh, ninety nine dollars and up. Like yeah. again, it is so subjective, and you will see people out there that sell zillion dollar courses, and you're like, this is a bit crazy to me. Yeah. But it's your choice. You usually, want to price anchor it with your um, 
levels, like what your one-on-one is. I've also seen, it depends on your, your model, for people that tend to use the um, paid traffic and they're selling through ads, oftentimes the price point is going to be a little bit different. So like the thing I'm thinking off the top of my head is that 14-day filmmaker, which is actually very good. He delivers a ton of value in that. Really? He does. It's actually very, very good. Nice. Uh, that's like $47. But if you see like the price angry they did, like, it says like 129 or something. Yeah. Like a fake number that they've crossed off. So in that case, it's a little bit lower. But that's largely because, in my opinion, he's selling from an ad. And to sell something that's like 100 bucks from an ad is really difficult. Oftentimes, you just want to cover ad spend. So your, your course can be like lower price there. But for DIY courses, I'm looking typically $99 and above. Got it. Is nice. Okay, and what what would the the response be if someone's like, okay, I want to record, I want to make this course, and there's someone on Udemy or Skillshare selling the same thing for seventeen dollars. Awesome. Uh, what would you say? I'd be like. Go ask Claire to ask them if they're actually making any money. Then. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. that's awesome. If they are selling it, awesome. That's proof of yeah. concept that this thing you know is valid and valuable and, and can exist. And again, I really, when it comes to pricing, yes, I want to be cognizant of what the market is holding or what is used to. But the true price anchoring and the way we introduce objectivity to this is based on your most expensive offer, which is going to be your one-on-one offer. Yeah. That's the most important thing. And. and- if you're paying attention, if you're if you're providing that extra value at the free level, that, if if that email was uh, you know delivered the low ticket delivered, that, they want to continue to learn from your voice. That that, that ninety dollar difference from the Udemy course that is kind of like it's it's like the generic version. It's probably pretty um, to a broad audience. Like yep. you know, you're a lot of. If you're doing the value add or at ladder right, the the audience is gonna understand that that investment. One hundred percent. I for me, like I I love to, if I find someone, I'm like their podcast is awesome. This free ebook, like I I can't wait to see if they have like a 150 200 dollar offer. Like I want to give them my money. Matt, exactly. The the thing we're looking at for like really trying to dissect the business aspect of that is that it's essentially like the best guarantee that someone could give because you're like. I believe that this person can get me that outcome because I know them, I like them, and trust them, yeah. whatever. But from you know the business side of things, it's because it suddenly is a guarantee. I trust this person. I will pay them for other things. I yeah. will pay them to solve my problems. Yeah, and and I've honestly tried a couple like I not recently, probably like five five years ago, like played around with some of the U- Udemy ones, and it was like. I felt like people were just like copying what people oh, are yeah. saying in like YouTube videos. Like someone For just sure. saw a, a quick opportunity and like For literally sure. just like regurgitated what like the popular YouTube videos in that space were. Hundred uh, percent. But again, like yeah, you're building this brand around your voice, um, and that's that's something that that uh, Mariah, I think Mariah uh, talked about was like your specific voice. Like might it might be a very similar subject uh, that other multiple people mm-hmm. are talking about, and I, I've. I've I've experienced that where someone would be selling like ten courses, the ten different people on uh, how to start a podcast, but one person like I resonated with his That's style it. the most. I'm going to give him. I'm going to invest in his. Hundred percent. That's the value that we have. That we have as creators is that 
people can hear us, they can see us, they can really feel us. And they're like, yo, I vibe with that person. I want to, you know, learn from that person. Just the way you look, even if you don't open your mouth, you can just be like, yo, Tom's background, he got that surfboard, that guy. <laughs> I want that course. Cool. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he's nasty on that surfboard. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, that might be my thing. I might have to like, I might have to make a whole nother, uh, a whole nother platform just around <laughs> Tom the surfer. <laughs> And and just and just show people my whole process of becoming a, a surfer. Um, all right, so so that's no touch online courses. What, what's yep. the price range? You said ninety nine to like three hundred and above. Yeah, three hundred. I mean, we've yeah. seen I've seen courses that are DIY that are a thousand dollars. Like this yeah. guy, there's a limit there. But I would say as the minimum, typically we're looking. And you said it before, kind of no less than ninety nine bucks. Yeah, I'm really liking the price point of a hundred and fifty for some reason. Yeah. Absolutely. There, there's a writer um, on Twitter and LinkedIn named Justin Welsh. He has a, like a, a a course called the Content OS. I've talked about it before, uh, but hit the price point at 150 for me, it was just like it's like 150. It's an hour of just like action-packed material, um, and that's the other thing I like about the way people are making courses now. I think it used to five years ago, you'd put everything you ever knew about the subject. Yes. And it, and much. then you'd be like an eight hour course. It's too much. But but yeah. But now people are giving you just that the information you need to get you from point A to point B. That I love that, and that's really I love that you bring that up. It's something you really want to think about. These level fours that you could have more than one of these DIY courses, and there's so much value in the time frame. So you would ask what the time frame for a webinar, and we're looking at you know sixty to ninety minutes, something like that. You can do forty five, right? Forty five to ninety minutes, but for a, an online course. Same, same. Like, I don't really want to see anything more than like two and a half hours. It's just so much for someone to get through. And the whole goal, right, is not to get a transaction. It's to gain a customer. So they have to actually go through it. They have to finish the thing. And if it's eight hours long, they're probably not going to finish it. No. No. Right? They don't finish it. They don't get the result. They don't get the outcome. They can't, you know, show off to their friends. Their friends can't be like, oh, what did you do? Kathy Sierra calls that word of obvious, right? You do the thing, you change, and your friends are like, whoa, you're better now. Look at you on that surfboard. What did you do? <laughs> like that doesn't happen if people, if it's an eight hour course that people don't actually want to get through, they can't actually get through. So yes. you want to be mindful of the, the total length of that. And then definitely break it up into chapters. The same way we do it on YouTube, do that in your course is break that up so people can go directly to the thing that they need. Yep. And they can continue to, you can build from there too. So make Absolutely. your MVP version and then Put that out, and then as people get, as you get feedback, add those little small little uh, best lessons part. wherever you That's need. That's the best part, and you can use that from a marketing perspective. The fact that we have these this um, technology, right? So Podia, uh, Thinkific, Teachable, I use Kajabi, they all do the same thing. You can add modules on, so you can use that on your sales page. And be like, I will update this thing as I learn more. Yep. Like, that's an incredible value add for people. And they're like, ah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so and, – and then with that, I, I feel like around this level, this is this – is, like I love this space. You can tell I have a whole show around mm -hmm. it. Um, but an issue with it is, like we said at the beginning, the – some of these creators who are often the loudest, who you feel like don't have the most integrity around mm -hmm. what they're selling, what they're pushing. Um, I, for some reason, I, like when you think online courses, people, totally. I, I think the the issue is totally. because they're the loudest, they're running the biggest ads. They're pro they're like 
used car salesmen almost, you know, it, it's, it pushes a lot of not only creators but customers away from it. Where me, I can vouch and say like, there's online courses that I learned more from than, like, I, I, that I've made more money from as a result than, than my actual college degree. Yeah. But at the same time, there's yeah. this, there's this connotation around online courses that is kind of widely like thought about is like, 100%. it's, people are selling hot air 100% and I think that I love that you brought that up because to me a an online course should not be your first offer now people people love to do simple math and they're like oh yeah just like make a course that's $100 and you sell you know 100 of them and suddenly you make a bazillion dollars and now you're <laughs> yeah, rich yeah. and you're like wait but who's buying it and wait wait what like yeah, you're not yeah. actually considering the fact that you have to like sell this thing to somebody someone has to buy it and like you said customers are more savvy and they are more skeptical of things in the online space because some people have been burned and there's just so much noise in the space so to me it, your first product should never be a DIY Mm. One, because people don't trust it, like you said, but two, oftentimes people don't do it. People have the best intentions. Like I'm not going to say bad, anything bad about customers, but they go in with the best intentions and then life gets lifey and they don't do it. And then again, you end up with a transaction, not a customer, and that is not a sustainable business. We yeah. want people to come into this value ladder and stay in it and move through it and be like, I love this person so much. I'll get their other offers. I'll move up. I'll move down whatever. So the best way to, in my opinion, to create that level four is actually starting with either a level six or level five. And that means level five is going to be paid low touch, right? So level four is paid no touch. This is now level five paid lower touch. So this is small group coaching. This is a hybrid model where maybe you have an online course, but there is some sort of um, live component to it. Maybe there's like an initial call, a middle call, an end call, something like that that actually pulls people through. Maybe there's an associated Facebook group that you're actually very active in. So the people can get some sort of touch with you. It's not as much as one-on-one, -on -one, but there's something there. It's like office hours maybe. Uh, totally. Office you hours. You can do like audits, like breakdowns. of 100%. You know, you're doing a video course of people's videos like once a month or something like that. You get to, you know, that's the beauty of being, again, being a creator, like you get to create it and choose. I will say as a best practice, if you're going to do office hours, put a theme to it. So Ooh, I like that. If you think about it, you think about college, like people will be failing a class and they're like, I'm not going to office hours though. Mm. <laughs> they're like, what? You should probably go to that. True. So it's different because they will go to class though. Cause they're like, this is what we're learning today. So if you're going to do office hours, my suggestion and what I tell my clients is name put a theme to it. Different. Well, <laughs> name, one, name it something different yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And then have like, we're going to talk about this today. I'm going to go over this today and I will answer any questions so that there is some sort of theme for it. There's some sort of purpose for it. And you're more likely to get people to actually show up. So there's structure around it. So, so you're saying in some cases it's better to skip the paid no touch and go straight to paid low touch? I would start with level six, right? So level six is where people are actually most likely going to spend their money with you, which is going to be one-on-one. One-on-one -on -one. -on -one coaching. Yeah, one-on-one -on -one service. Coaching. Okay. Something like that. It's going to be one-on-one. -on -one. Again, my background is physical therapy, so obviously that's where people started. But the reason that people like one-on-one -on -one is because the, the outcome is guaranteed. I'm working with you. If I was like, Tom, I want to sound like you. I want to have my setup look like you. It's so it's clean, clean, man. It's super crispy. Like the best way for me to do that is to get on a call with you. It's not to like buy your course. Like, yeah, I could do that. But in terms of a guarantee, I know if I talk to Tom, it's going to look the same because Tom's the one that's helping me. So yep. typically we will start with one-on-one. -on -one. 
what happens in the online space is these coaches just start saying, stop spending, stop trading dollars for hours, stop trading dollars for hours. And I'm like, dude, if you charge enough dollars, it's fine to trade them for hours. I don't, it's not like it has to, uh, to yeah. scale indefinitely. At some point, trying to get your time back, I get that. But also, if you're charging $400 an hour, $500 an hour, $1,000 an hour, suddenly you're like, oh, actually, like I'm okay trading that hour for yeah. those dollars. And it's also giving you mark, you're getting paid for market, doing market research Boom. for your products. <laughs> exactly. Like to me, I'm like, this is the best thing. So most of the time, we will start at this higher ticket so it typically won't necessarily be your at the highest point yet highest price point yet but it will be the highest of your other offers so when i first started as a physical therapist i was charging 60 dollars an hour i charge 400 dollars an hour now as you know a business coach and if i was doing pt i'd probably charge around 250 an hour so we see it goes up as you get more experience and you get more confidence with things but suffice to say that is where you start off you get that market research you learn okay i can get an outcome for people you gain that confidence you get the reps you get the results, you get the reviews, and then from there you can say, what do I want to create? You can go to the bottom of the or lower points in the on the value ladder. So usually, in my opinion, people will go from like a level six and then they'll do a level three. They'll start doing these webinars and they're like, okay, I can get mm. people in it. There's a lower price point on this. Group coaching, while it is a leveraged model, you need volume. Like, yep. You need enough people that are going to sign up for this thing. Yeah, you could be like, well, I'm going to charge everyone $500. Okay, but cool. Where are those people coming from? Yeah. So I don't like them to immediately go to there. I like people starting at level six, which is the one-on-one -on -one offer. They've already been doing social media. That's always in the background. Like level one is always going on. Level two is always going on. But the next thing we create from there, based on the one-on-ones that we're getting, based on the bites that we're getting with our social media stuff, is going to be a level three. And we're going to create some sort of webinar. And then from there, we can say, okay, do I want to make a course? Do I want to make some sort of um, group program? Another great way to create that level four, which is going to be that DIY, is to run a group program, level five, and then retire it. You're like, I don't want to run this thing anymore. I'm done. But I like it, but I don't want to run it live. Cool. Yep. Then we record it, and it becomes that level four. And we know it will do well because you've been running it. You've had people through it. It has a reputation. Cool. Now I can look to put it more so, quote, unquote, on autopilot. Yeah, and and what I love about this is like every little every part of this is helping you helping guide you. It's like it's a content creating machine. Yes. It's like yes. giving you all of the intel you need to every go back step. to that free content for your audience. That, every that leads back step. to all of these 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 offers that you got. It is all based on level one. So while to me, level one is the most important, it's at the bottom because it's usually where people come in and it's the foundation of all of this, right? So yep. if we're like, like number it, yes, it is the most important to me, that free content, being a content creator, being a content marketer, that is what I do, that's what I teach people. But it is at level one because it's free or, or you know, in exchange for time and attention and it is the foundation. Everything springs from what you're putting out and creating down there. Yep, and now, no, that's great. I, I that's a great breakdown. Where uh, I should have said this at the beginning, and I'll say it in the intro. I'll I'll, I'll ask now, just in, just in case. The value la ladder. Where are they going to go to download this? Um, TheMovementMaestro.com dot com forward slash value ladder, all lowercase, and that'll take you to this where you can Perfect. download it. Perfect. Yeah, I I I think that's going to give people a great sense of like at least like a, an overview, like a high level view of like where they can. 
uh, take their yeah. their ideas and, and where to build. Now, would you suggest um, this is something for that free content? I see I see this trap in the more and more and more world is where people try to be everywhere at once. Oh. What it's not would good, you? Tom. S- what? It's not good. I, I, I'm, my my thing. My, I'll tell you how I think about. It. I think tell should, me. I want to hear. At, at least when you're starting, I think you should focus on one one platform for six to twelve months. That's my guy. See, that's my yeah. guy. That's and my guy. and the, the reason if you don't have if if you don't have a team, that's the caveat. Um, Very fair. Now there's times where, uh, like for you, because they're each one is so nuanced they're and different. That. It's a different language every platform. Yeah, it's a different language. Even though, like, even the shorts seem close on some. Like, some you know, some might be <laughs> it, it might be worth reposting. But like, keep your content. Like, archive it. Like, have a folder for it. Then say, all right, I'm going to attack this yes. channel next. Uh, yes, that's, yes, that's yes. how I would do it. <laughs> One hundred million percent. And I bump up that time frame for a minimum of eighteen months. That's like mag- my uh, magic number. Yeah, just right? own that platform. Like, go all in on it. Like. Yeah. Own it. I honestly, I didn't start diversifying for eight years. I've been on Instagram for eight years, and I'm yeah. just now really starting to diversify and leaning into YouTube. I don't really like TikTok. I don't think against it, but it's just I don't enjoy being on I'm, it. So, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm with you. I think YouTube is. Oh yeah, is where I'm most excited for the shorts totally. next, just because that's an easy segue for me for the podcast for the longer that. form videos. Hundred percent. And you can it. respond to. Um, you can now respond to questions on it. It's like. They're they're smart. Like that platform is smart. They're going to figure it out. Very smart. Uh, so very that's excited. where I'm I'm going to be focusing um, my my energy on that next. One hundred percent. Yeah, but everyone, you think you got to be everywhere, and no. then that you get spread thin. Then you lose the burnout. Then you don't love it. But, There's no uh, way. Get- it's it's a terrible idea, right? When you chase all the rabbits, you go home hungry. Anyone that's from the Oregon Trail generation, <laughs> we know that. You try to shoot yeah. all the rabbits, you didn't hit nothing. Yeah, didn't but, hit nothing. And that's uh, I, I I I talk about Jack Butcher. Uh, you know, visualize value that that Instagram no. account. No, I'm it's like it down. Um, you know, actually, it was Twitter. Visualize value, Jack Butcher. He does those like you probably seen them. There are these like graphics that he just like breaks down like kind of like creator economy like principles. Um, it, it uses a lot of Naval Ravikant's uh, uh, like ideas, and he just like makes them like visually appeasing. Mm-hmm. But he. He talks about uh, how he started on Twitter, and he was like, "I built there because, like, to learn the nuance of like how that platform works, to engage there, to really build a genuine community, you have to be all in." Then I took the best ones from there, and then I sent them over to Boom. to Instagram. Boom! I think that when you're first, if we take it back to like, I'm trying to run a business. From the business perspective, when you're first starting out, you want to dir- you want to diversify how you reach and teach your people, not where you reach and teach your people. Mm. So in terms of how, the way that I coach people is one, you want to have a platform that is audiovisual, which is typically going to be social media. Pick whatever one you like the most. Doesn't yep. matter to me. Whatever's going to be most sustainable. If it's Twitter, okay, great. Whatever you like doing, yeah. start there. Uh, then we want to have a platform that's going to be purely audio podcast it's such a passive way to consume content for your listeners i love it so much trust it's just like a no-brainer and then you want to have a platform that's purely visual which is going to be written and that's going to be your newsletter i don't think blogging is dead i just think that it's a bit it's better served unless you're a writer of course but for the most of us if we like writing but we're not like a writer you're best served by having a newsletter and then like you said pulling some of your you know 
good stuff out of there and then just repurposing that as a blog. Right. So we got three things, audio visual, which is going to be some sort of social media platform, pick your poison. Then we have purely visual, which is going to be written form and then purely audio, which is going to be your, your podcast start there. And we're just recycling ideas, right? You can't repurpose content necessarily across those three things, but you can recycle the ideas. You're putting those out, you get proficient with that. You get into a system with that and you can do all that in the beginning by yourself. You don't need to have a huge team. And then from there, once you're like, yeah, I've built a community. I love that you brought that up. Tom. When you've built a community on one, then you've kind of broken through the barrier of trust. My, my best friend Jill always talks about that. You've broken through that. Then we can say, all right, cool. I can go learn a new language on a different platform and take my best stuff and put it over there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, this has <laughs> been a wonderful conversation. It has, man. I'm <laughs> like, this is so, so good. So good. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. Let's tell them again where uh, they can go see more of, of your content. Best place to find me is going to be on Instagram at the Movement Maestro. I'm the same handle on YouTube, but like we're just building stuff up over there. But best platform is uh, Instagram. DM me, I'll get back to you in five seconds. If you email me, I'll probably never write back. So <laughs> Instagram's the way. Hey, uh, yeah, I can tell you right now too. I'm not editing anything out of this show. I love this. I love this. <laughs> this was this was good. This was a good one.